This podcast is sponsored by Explore Worldwide. Explore offers guided travel holidays from city breaks to honeymoons. Explore's local tour guides and their small group adventures give travellers the opportunity to experience a country and not merely observe it. Whether it's a food and drink tour in the hilltop towns of Tuscany or a walking tour in the rice fields of Vietnam, Explore puts their trust in the quality of their local tour leaders so you get a better insight into your holiday destination. Head to exploreworldwide.com. Hello, I'm Simon Calder, welcoming you to my independent travel podcast, bringing you the latest news on travelling, whether you're just dreaming of a great escape or actually making plans for one. Today, I'm going to be talking about low-cost, long-haul aviation because there has been an announcement today, the end of the week, which brings quite a lot of excitement and interest, at least to me. Of course, this podcast is completely free, as is my weekly travel email. Do sign up at independent.co.uk forward slash newsletters. Long-haul, low-cost aviation has had a chequered history, most of it, unfortunately, unsuccessful. I'm going to take you back to 1977, when the great Sir Freddie Laker, as he later became, was introducing the Laker Skytrain. This was something he worked on for seven years, trying to democratise transatlantic air travel. And you know what? It worked. It was a real struggle just fighting the vested interests of the existing airlines, including British Airways, Pan Am, TWA. They really didn't want any competition, but he brought it to them anyway. And as a result of that, well, he was eventually put out of business. And there was a lot of discussion about whether the airlines actually ganged up they certainly paid compensation afterwards, um, or whether it was just actually wasn't going to work. And here's why it might not work. And that's because a typical long haul flight has a lot of different customers on it. And that's why typically British Airways have four classes on their long haul flights. They have first, they have business class, they have premium economy and they have really these days we have to call it basic economy. And they do that because there is a market for each of those. If you are doing long haul, low cost, then you've really got kind of two classes seems to be the uh, the way you do it. If you remember Norwegian, which went spectacularly unsuccessful, I won't say out of business because it's still technically going, um, they had a kind of premium economy and then a basic economy. And they, they for a time, were doing great stuff and um, losing quite a lot of money as well. And Freddie Laker, going back to him, he had Skytrain, which did have something called Regency Service on board, and it never quite worked. In 1982, he went out of business. Virgin Atlantic started just two years later. But by that stage, Sir Richard Branson had, 
I guess, looked at the uh, model of Virgin of Laker Airways and just thought, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to offer fantastically good value and good comfort. And that's exactly what he did. And so therefore, that's where upper class, the Virgin Atlantic version of business, which some people would say is actually closer to first class, comes from. Uh, they were also the first UK airline to have a premium economy. So not exactly low cost, very good value is what I would say. We have had other attempts at low-cost long-haul. I'm thinking back to 2005 and an airline called Phuket Air, which flew 747s from Gatwick to Bangkok, but very, very unsuccessfully. And I just remember the sight of a uh, snowplow in the middle of summer, or uh, at least not in the middle of winter, um, blocking in the Phuket Air Boeing 747 on the ground at Gatwick Airport in order to um, keep it impounded because so much was owed in terms of charges. Now, the new London Gatwick to Bangkok and actually continuing to Singapore flight that has come out today is very exciting in a couple of ways. First one is it's good to see new developments coming out of the awful mess of uh, the COVID crisis, the pandemic, which has caused so much damage. And the fact that you can actually have new air links is um, very encouraging, especially for poor old Gatwick Airport, who have suffered more than any other airport in Europe in terms of losing traffic, particularly long haul traffic. Virgin Atlantic very early on legged it from uh, Gatwick up to, uh, uh, up to Heathrow. So this air, new airline, well, it's not a new airline, it's new to... Uh, Gatwick, usually the UK, is called Scoot and it is the low-cost, long-haul subsidiary of Singapore Airlines. Now you don't need me to tell you that Singapore Airlines, one of the great success stories of aviation, creating a hub from the extremely well-located city-state at the southern tip of the Southeast Asian Peninsula and of course with global ambition, um, the longest intercontinental air route, New York to Singapore, multiple links to Heathrow, also to Manchester, and of course continuing onwards to places right across Asia and across Australia too. They do very good networking very well, so that would typically mean that you know, a, a lot of people on the uh, Singapore Airlines flights are only going to Singapore, but an awful lot are connecting as well. Scoot isn't like that. They are taking people point to point, or in the case of um, uh, Gatwick to Bangkok, point to point to point. And it's really interesting in the fact that this link is going to be going London to Bangkok to Singapore, because that means that it's not competing directly with Singapore Airlines because I would always if I were going there it's a flipping long way anyway um, I would either build in a stop somewhere interesting I wanted to go along the way or I would go non-stop now the prices I am seeing are well I've priced this up going from Gatwick on the 19th of December uh, to Singapore back on the 28th unbelievably low price for a Christmas trip effectively £345 now that is hand luggage only you're going to be paying extra charges for pretty much anything that else that you want but that is a great price and it's a long old journey um, on the way out you're stopping in uh, Bangkok of course that's adding two or three hours and it's going to be really long and grueling coming back because it's scoot because it's part of Singapore Airlines there is no prospect of uh, uh, this failing um, they've 
already got very good links, for instance, to uh, places such as Athens, which didn't really have the business model for a, a proper full-service airline. So it will, I think, be a great success. And the great thing is that if Scoot works from Gatwick to Bangkok to Singapore, there might be other links that would um, perhaps bring in other Asian cities. Uh, certainly, you could uh, possibly look at maybe somewhere in Indochina like Vietnam. That would be good to have a bit of competition on that. Uh, maybe even stopping somewhere like Nepal along the way. All kinds of possibilities. And also, um, Scoot might find that, well, actually, yes, let's uh, put in a link from somewhere like uh, Bristol or from Newcastle or somewhere else to give an alternative, to give some choice to people to offer some really good value. So for your next trip to Bangkok, I would strongly su suggest that you try Scoot. Probably for your next trip to uh, beautiful Singapore, um, you might, like me, want to stick on the non-stop link, not least because it is still pretty competitive. You've got Singapore Airlines, you've got British Airways, you've got Qantas all going there. So even though uh, Norwegian isn't anymore, well, I think that is bearable. Anyway, that's quite enough for now. Thank you very much for listening. Remember, you can get all the news you need 24 hours a day at independent.co.uk. For now, goodbye, stay safe, and I will talk to you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.